The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And meanwhile, here in Ireland, talks on a new public sector agreement are underway. The scale of any possible deal will hopefully become a bit clearer uh, by later this evening. Uh, talks got underway at about three, but just before they started, I caught up with John King. He is SIPTU's Deputy General Secretary with responsibility for the public service. And he was on his way into those talks. I began by asking him what he was looking for. Well, so the Public Services Committee of Congress, um, on behalf of all of the affiliates, have had some informal contact with the officials from Deeper in advance of these talks today. Um, so there will be a couple of key issues that we would need to see addressed. One, obviously, being pay that must combat inflation and the ongoing cost of living crisis. Uh, we need what we're referring to as an immediate return to normalised industrial relations practices across the public service. And we would see the need for a clear and defined process to enable grades or sectors of workers uh, to be able to, do, to deal with more localised issues. Okay, let's, let's go through each of them. So uh, on pay, to what extent... Are your pay concerns kind of backward-looking as well as forward-looking? That you want kind of recent inflationary pressures baked into whatever you agree going forward as well? Yeah, look, I mean, I'm conscious, Karen, that we're not going to do the negotiations across the airways. No, no, and I'm not, I, but, listen, but, I'm not, but, and I'm not going to waste the listeners' time by asking for exact figures. But, but to, to no, what extent is, is 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 the fact that you know we've gone through a period of of pretty severe inflation a, a backdrop to those talks? Let me put it that way. But, I mean, clearly that's a very important piece. And, and, I mean, workers are still going through um, uh, and, you know, a a cost-of-living crisis. And, you know, over the last two agreements, what's happened is that pay hasn't kept up with inflation. Um, So the real value of workers' wages has been eroded over the last two to three years. We would think that these talks need to take account of that. What what do you say to people who, who would argue, I mean... Well, that's 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 what you sign up for with every public sector pay agreement. That you know, whether it's the last one year, two years, three years, or five years, you, you know, you're accepting that economic conditions might change in that period. So, all of the agreements, or most of the agreements, would provide for a review clause um, to take account of the underlying conditions underpinning the agree- um, um, agreement change. So I think when the original agreement was concluded, inflation was a lot lower than it is now. And there were a lot of government predictions and so on that the inflation crisis wouldn't last as long as it has. So I wouldn't accept that premise. Um, It was always understood that in the event that, you know, that the value of pay was eroded, that this would be something that the public services would be coming back to. When you also talk then about the other uh, issue you want uh, addressed, being the normalisation of the industrial relations process, explain what you mean there. So, I mean, so the current arrangement of, you know, within the agreement where there is a strict embargo on, you know, other claims that grades of workers might want to have look at, So workers are, you know, precluded from having their own localised issues dealt with. And that actually has a destabilising effect on the agreement because it can lead to to industrial unrest. One of the key asks by the government side in any set of talks is that the agreement delivers industrial peace. And what we're trying to say to the government side is that if 
we want to be able to really deliver industrial peace, then we have to enable grade-related claims to be looked at. Uh, so I, I, when you say that, I mean, do you foresee then a situation whereby kind of different sectors w- w- within the broader public sector are all negotiating independently with government? So we would see that there would have to be space created to enable grades to be able to deal with their sectoral employers on matters of change, productivity and so on. And it's been 15 or 16 years now um, since any sector has really been able to look at what's happened in terms of technology, in terms of change and so on. Public service delivery has changed, public service jobs have changed. Uh, and not dealing with these issues is having a destabilising mm. effect on the agreement. I, so what I, we're trying to yeah. say to the government side is, is that provide for this in an agreement that sets the context in which these discussions can take place. And we believe that that will assist with the industrial peace argument. I mean, that the counter argument, though, is that you'll find yourself in an effective constant state of negotiation from the government's point of view. That it's one sector, one grade, one week. It's another sector, another grade, the week after. Like that, the, the beauty of these agreements that we've had since '09 is that the government have been able to, once the difficult period of negotiation is over, they can park the issue for a few years. But, but, but that has failed to take, that has purvey, failed to provide for the industrial peace, for the stabilisation of the agreement that the government side looks for. The reality of the situation is, is that these are... We've had, we've had pretty persistent industrial peace now since 2009. Well, I mean, we, 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 we've had... We've had the ASTI throw the toys oh, into the pram every now, now and then. In fairness, Karen, since the economic recovery, particularly since 2017, we have had periods of significant industrial unrest and we only have to look at what happened earlier on this year with a seven or eight week period of industrial um, um, unrest within the retained forest service. Unless the public service agreement provides for the means by which these issues can be looked at, we would be concerned that further industrial rest becomes inevitable. That's why we're trying to say to the other side that if we have a, you know, a grade-related process that enables these things to be dealt with, with you know, within the confines of an agreement, it will assist with the delivery of that stabilisation and industrial uh, peace clause. That is John King from SIP2. I caught up with him a little bit before we came on air. He is in those pay talks as we speak. Kieran Mulvey is with me now, former Director General of the Workplace Relations Commission. Kieran, uh, you're welcome to the show. Um, how contested do you expect these talks to be? What's the perceived wisdom? Good afternoon, Kieran, to you and your listeners. Um, well, I think the positives are that both sides have agreed to get, engage under the Workplace Relations Commission, which has a very long history and tradition, a successful one since the crash of uh, bringing these parties together and over long periods and difficult periods, ensuring agreement was reached, the latest of which obviously was building momentum. The second thing I think is that the parties are known to each other, the players are known to each other in the major unions uh, and in government and in the respective government departments, including Deeper, who will be leading on the government side. The other issue I feel is that um, a number of issues arise for them. John has referred to them earlier. Uh, I think there's a big deal of frustration arising from Section 4 of the FEMPI legislation 
which means everything must go to deeper for final approval. Now, that's not unusual. It was previous and previous agreements with Department of Finance would. But I think a lot of frustration has built up among unions where unions and employers in the public service have reached agreement on issues and then await approval by deeper, which can take weeks and months and which causes frustration, delays and a build-up of anger and concern. So I think that will be argued long and hard between the unions uh, and deeper in the talks as to how those lapse in time periods can be got over and how management mm. can have some um, autonomy in these talks. Normally that's done through sectoral agreements where there'd be maybe a percentage set aside, not unusual of any pay round uh, for sectoral agreements. The central agreement, uh, John referred there to inflation and everything that has been happening. I think the government will make will be making a big point about uh, its own budgets over the last two years and certainly the energy credits that have been in those budgets. Mm. Uh, certainly, I would also say the tax changes that are taking place and the continual uh, removal of individuals in low payout of the tax net. However, a centralised agreement for, I would say, two years would probably be the best objective they would have at the moment. I also feel the government probably will feel inflation is decreasing, interest rates are likely to decrease, so they may see that as reducing the pressure for a high percentage pay agreement. Well, that may not necessarily yeah. certainly be the view of the unions. There are a number of sectoral I, problems. Yeah, I was going to ask problems. about the, 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 sectoral, the, the sectoral issues that John King um, raises and, and, and the desire to deal with them on a kind of a sectoral or by grade basis. Uh, how stiffly met will that be by the Department of Public Expenditure and Reform, by DEEPER? Well, certainly in my period when I was chairing these talks, the sectoral agreements took longer than the payroll at the dates and the percentages. Sectoral agreements are complicated insofar as they cover sectors like health that have a multiplicity of grades and multiplicity of issues. Not least now, and it applies across all sectors of the state, but more particularly in health and indeed in the security forces, about the recruitment and retention of staff. So how can that be addressed? And largely, people will be looking on the union side. It can only be addressed by pay. Mm. On the issue of local authorities, there is large-scale reform still going on in the case of Irish Water, in the case of local authorities themselves. Uh, And then, of course, there's the normal issues that occur in education. There have been a number of major issues in education over the last number of years, particularly latent ancillary grades within education, school secretaries, school caretakers, as there have been in health among paramedical and um, Mm. uh, what would they call ancillary grades in the the health service. And, of course, there's the perennial issue of nursing and the national and junior hospital doctors. Yeah, well, listen, we know the... uh, a lot to be dealt with. Yeah, a lot to be dealt with. We know, you mentioned nursing, we know Philney Hay for the INMO, just one of those in the room. John King is in the room. We spoke to him uh, earlier. Uh, And if uh, any early clarity emerges this evening, of course, we'll bring it to you here on the show. Kieran, thank you for your time. Kieran Mulvey is a former Director General of the Workplace Relations Commission. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.